Hello and welcome. I'm Cletus. And I am Cephas. Today, you're listening to the Fine Line Podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you didn't read the title, this is the podcast. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, what, what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking about Star Wars Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. The movie. The yeah, movie. Excellent movie. Um, we're going to be breaking it down a little bit, talking a little bit about what goes on, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the fine line. So let's get right into it. What's a quick synopsis of this movie? If if you haven't seen it yet, there will be spoilers, so we're just going to put them right spoiled. at the beginning. So, Eggs. spoiled. You should Broke. have seen it, though. Yeah. Actually, not to jump to the conclusion, but you should see this movie. But we're totally jumping to the conclusion. You should see you it. You should see it, but now we'll tell you why. Go. Star Wars Rogue One actually takes place between episodes three and four. And so it's actually the story of how the Death Star plans got stolen by the Rebels and all that happened in between. And the fallen heroes that no one actually remembers. And all the plot holes of like, who the heck was the idiot that put a ventilation shaft? Oh, yeah. Going to the core reactor. Oh, it wasn't an idiot. It It was was totally planned. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. So before we get into our breakdown of it, let's acknowledge Princess Leia. Rest in peace. Carrie Fisher is dead. Mm. And unfortunately, the next day, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, also died. Rest in Which, peace. if you don't know who that is, she was the famous, like, awesome actress in Singing in the Rain, which... I'm singing in the rain. You have not seen, but you know I'm the song somehow. Singing in the rain. Oh, that, is that the song from... Sort of. Sort of. Gotcha. Uh, it's where it came from. Oh, cool beats. Excellent musical movie. It's, it's like top five movies for me, for sure. Hashtag. After Expendables 1, 2, 3, and the one that's not out yet. We'll we'll keep Cletus in prayer as well. That yes. those are his movies. Ugh. Oh my gosh! So what's what's your initial thoughts on the breakdown of this movie? I love this movie, and it's mainly because of uh, it's it's so self-contained. But starting from the beginning, I love Gareth Edwards uh, and the, his take on this movie. Uh, I love the way that he uses the camera to create like a expansive world. And so he's great at creating cinematic scope. Um, makes I think it feel he, really big. Makes it, re- yeah, feel really big. And he's also, his most famous movie before this is also Godzilla and another movie that I can't remember, but it's the most memorable. Must be really famous then. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's his most recent popular yeah. film before Star Wars. So he's really good at creating a sense of scope and fields where like the world seems real and the shots seem real. Like if you, Look at how the Death Star and the world just seemed expansive. Uh, that's that's what he's really good at. Uh, I love the way he created the characters. Granted, I wish some characters had a little bit more of a story arc and oh, maybe yeah. was like written a little bit more or we had some more time with them. I think that would be really great. They definitely left me hanging on pretty much everyone. It's like where you have so many characters that you can't flush all of them out fully. So it's like, oh, here's... A part of a story, part of a story, part of a story, part of a story. Like, come on, where's the meat? Right, right. And so it's it's sort of, and it kind of works with this film, but it's sort of like there's like a halfway mark of the transition. And some of them actually don't have a full story arc. Like they start as one character and they end as another person. Or that transition period of like they learn something and not all the characters kind of do that. They kind of just kind of fall flat. I suppose they didn't want to do the the Hobbit thing where they're like, oh, we'll just make one more movie because why not? Yeah. It adds so much, but it's really not necessary. 
Right. So I guess they're like, eh, we can't make Rogue One and Two. Which is actually why I like this movie, and because it's because of that, it like ends right at New Hope. Like, there's no room for another sequel. There's no、yep. room for anything else. It like it's. If anything, I think this is like the best prequel ever. Strong words, in my opinion, it's best Star Wars prequel. <laughs> if you the, think about it, the best. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, it's good. I have the unpopular opinion of liking Episode One because Qui Gon Jinn's the coolest Jedi ever, other than Mace Windu. This is true. This is true. And his combo with、uh, young Obi Wan is super cool. I love him. Very true. I、and、think that's the killing, two redeeming qualities. I mean, ultimately, why I like that is because it's such a clear-cut good guy, bad guy. Bad guy dies and falls in a pit and loses. But that he's still alive. The simplicity of that is what I love about that movie. But I mean, Rogue One. You have the rebellion. There's like the good rebels and like the sort of bad rebels that get stuff done. But right. But、no. they don't really know. They're like kind of jaded, and they. Are like unsure of the world and unsure of what they are really fighting for. Yeah, they're like rebels because they're angry at the empire, not because they want freedom. Like, right, different、Which... motive than most. Of, it's sort of like the Han Solo effect. It's like he's not a rebel because who Casio? Yeah, he's a Hispanic Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry,、so. it's but he's he. I like that. I like that he's a Hispanic Han Solo. But yeah, continue. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> so many. Oh man, so many. Man, is that a is that intentional? They should have thrown that line in there. You kill my father and prepare to die. Hello. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what is what do you not like about、uh, the director? Ah,、uh, so some of the directions I I mainly like Force Whitaker. I think that he was probably directed in a different way. Like I felt like he was overacting in some aspects. Definitely. Did you catch that? Yeah, it was. He was like whispery and. <gasps> <gasps> He's like overly、Jin. mysterious. Oh, it's、Whoa. you! Whoa, it's been so many years. And he he kind of took me out of it. <laughs> he took me out of it, and I love Forrest Whitaker. And I think it, I don't know if it was just Gareth Edwards or maybe that was just Forrest Whitaker trying to get into his character, but it just seemed. Off, you、I、know. Mean, it it sort of made sense if you think of it as he's the like super radical, partly psychotic guy who just wants to kill all the empire all the time. Right. So he's a little bit psychotic. So it sort of makes sense that he's kind of weird. Right. But it was, if you're not thinking in that way, it doesn't obviously make sense for why he's such a weirdo. Which kind of goes back to the point of where some of the characters, if we had a little bit more time, oh yeah, for sure, we could. Totally go into depth about like how he explains his character a little bit more, you know. Instead of like he goes from saving Jin like as a kid to like this wispy weirdo with、oh, it, it <laughs> with this monster living in the basement, right?、Oh, by the way, like, where did he get that from? It just everyone keeps saying that. I'm fine with not knowing where that came from. I'm just like I don't know. Maybe rebellions pick those things up over the years, but like. Yeah. Why does it read his? How does it communicate his thoughts to them? How does he know? Well, how, how do you know when it's like, it's like a, a microwave oven with no dinger on it? Like, that kind of does like a weird lobotomy of、yeah. victims. Like, like that's 
That's interesting. And it makes one lose their mind. But only temporarily until the story requires him to have his mind back. <laughs> and then he's all good. So, he's all good. I know my name. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the pilot. Uh, I, I, so you're totally psychotic two minutes ago. Now you're flying the plane. Sweet. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, That's... he sobered up real quick. They gave him some of those Star Wars the Star Wars movie magic and... The good blue milk. That's the all blue, it They needs. gave him some of the blue milk. <laughs> I didn't think of that. They got... Got milk? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, Do you ever feel like you forget sometimes? Get, try our blue milk. Try blue milk. Oh, my gosh. That is... I'll just skip ahead to one of my other points. Yeah. It's very much a Star Wars movie. There's nothing about that. Like, when they do remakes of films, sometimes you go, oh, that was great, but... It wasn't like the original. Like, it was very much Star Wars to me. There was nothing right. about it that went, no, it's not Star Wars. They had the blue milk. Right. I, did they have two sons? I didn't notice. I think they... They might have. No, they might. Uh, was, they I did the moons and all that other yeah, stuff, okay. so... That was good. They're, they're, that's no moon. They had the Death Star. They had Darth Vader. That was good. They had... Oh, man. You want to talk about Darth Vader? Do you, no, do you, no, forget Darth Vader. The more important point is the doors. I don't know <laughs> if anybody else caught this. <laughs> But those doors, so uh, there's two the kinds. Two doors. There's two kinds of doors in Star Wars. This is true. I, there's no, as far as I've studied, no distinguishing factor between the two, but they always do exactly what they need to. There's the doors where you shoot them with the laser beam or pew, you pew. shoot them or you punch them. Whatever you do, you punch them and they open. Right. Beautiful. You're now where you need to be. <laughs> then there's the other kind of door that you smash it and it locks forever. And there's no way to ever get it open, and you never see that door again. Like, ever. So how do you know? Oh, dang it. We just hit the wrong door. How do you know that it's going to open and not shut forever? I guess in the style of Han Solo, shoot first, and then ask ask questions questions later. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I guess it's worked up until now, so they're going to keep shooting those doors out. Yeah, until Han dies. Yeah, for me, like putting C-3PO and R2-D2 in the movie does not make it Star Wars. They had to fulfill all the blue milk and the shooting doors for me to make it Star Wars. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, so this goes back to like kind of that world building where it's just, if the world feels real to the characters and it feels real to the viewers. Yes. And I love how they kind of wrote that where you feel the oppressive and the oppression uh, of the whole world uh, or the Star Wars world, I should say. And I like the, um, the scene where you get introduced to Cassio and like he shoots yeah. the informer. And then, like, immediately you feel oppression when the stormtroopers, like, you can't, you can't fight them all because they, like, yep, they're, they're still clones. And they just keep coming and they overwhelm you. And it's just like, ah, oh, there's no point in resisting because they're, they'll choke it out, yep. you know? It's, yeah, because it's the Empire. It's, they're taking over the world here. But speaking of characters, Jin and Rey, obviously they're not related. Thank the Lord. Oh, that would have geez. been a bizarre story element to tie it all together. Right. But what what are your similarities and differences for them? Well, they're both independent like characters. They don't really they don't need no man. Strong female lead. That's what it's all about these days. Right. And they're both British and they're both they are. have brunette hair. Is that what you or they're both brunettes. Brown yeah. Hair. But I think I like Jin better as a character, and I think it's just because of her apathy makes her so much more engaging. Like and uh-huh. you see, you see her distaste, and I think, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me get. Yeah, so you see, like her growing up, and you see that she doesn't like the the empire 
for legitimate reasons because they took her father away, killed her mom, yep. and she had to like hide in a hole. But she's apathetic to the rebellion because of Sol Guerrero, or yeah. whatever it is, raised her in the, the yeah, ways raised her and like force. and like well, you have an extremist dude who's leading it, and like so she's jaded to both sides. Oh yeah, and I love the one line in the movie where like Forrest Whitaker's character is asking her, "Is like how can you go on?" And she goes, "Well, if I look down long enough, I just forget. You know, you just and yeah. that." had so much more it hit so much more deeper to me than ray who's granted i liked ray the first time i saw her but like when i saw jin it just ray was kind of good at everything like yep. she was suddenly she, she knows she, she has the a force the lightsaber she's suddenly good at being a pilot and, and on I'm, top of that she has no backstory it's like and by the way here's this girl who has no parents instead right. of showing a backstory Right. Like parts of it even to give hints. They're like, nope, we're not going to do that at all. It's just here she is. She's an orphan. Yeah. And because like they have to build a sequel. So everyone has to figure out like, yeah. well, where's her parents from? So, yeah, I just I like Jin because in this in the fact that she's she's her own person. She makes her own decisions and she's not bound by the Skywalker clan trilogy whatever you call it she's and definitely she's not... got that lifetime contract though she'll be in the next 18 movies exactly and they'll be speaking of her forever but i like that Jin. she's not guided by the force she's just a character she's just someone who's in the world who's just trying to get by that's actually a really hilarious point that the whole movie is not really force it's very force focused which makes it star wars but mm -hmm. no one is really a jedi other than, I guess, Darth Vader. Everyone's walking around like, I'm the Force and the Force is with me. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, he's like, it's he's using the Force, maybe? And he like has these weird feelings, like, did that guy look like a murderer to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is so I don't know. weird. There was a disturbance in the Force, and she's like, I'm getting him. But So there's a lot of people using the Force and sort of going with the flow and like with their feelings, mm -hmm. but they're not Jedi and they're not trained. So it's sort of, I liked that about it is everyone sort of has the force available to them. Yeah. Whereas like they keep saying over and over and over, the force is everywhere. It flows through everything. Yeah. But like, okay, then why doesn't more people get better intuition about things or whatever? Oh my gosh. Whatever the benefits of that yes. is. And they're finally bringing that to the light. Side of the force. The, of the force. <laughs> and now it's time for a conspiracy moment with Cletus. So our first conspiracy today, kids, is that possibly Chirrut and Baze are gay. What? So, oh, like, okay. it's not implied, I don't think, in the movie at all. Did you pick up on that? No, because I thought they were just really two I'm, cool, good friends. I'm just thinking, like, battle buddies. Two guys are in a war together, several right. wars from what it looks like with how well they got along and sort of got each other's back. Right. I'm like, yeah, there's just a couple of dudes who are like really love each other and they just happen to be not married. Why right. does that make them automatically gay? Actually, <sighs> it reminds me Jeez. of an experience I had at a summer camp. This 11-year-old kid walks up to me and he's like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, who are you? Do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you, gay? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm 16 and I'm about to kick your butt. What's your problem? And he's like, well, I'm 11 and I have a girlfriend, so that must mean you're gay. I was like, "Wow, well, child, well, with one that day logic. you'll grow up, okay? Until then, <laughs> go away. <laughs> so to me, it was sort of like that. And I mean, it's kind of weird that you would watch that movie 
And the biggest takeaway you have is not, wow, Star Wars, that's awesome. Oh, no, they killed them all. That's terrible. Mm. Oh, wow, it sets up the next movie so great. All the all the things that you could take away from the movie. And you go, but maybe Bays and Chert are gay. It's To me, it's completely irrelevant because... I mean, why can't... I don't think there's ever been like on... Well, I don't want to say I don't, but I... That to me is society very heavily influencing a movie, even though I don't think it was implied in the movie at all. It's just no. people applying their logic to movies. It was so, just a really good bromance, like two dudes. Oh, yeah. Like, you could be bromancing without gay. Right. Like, that's what makes it a bromance. It's kind of like a better Anakin and Obi-Wan-like bromance. Oh, yeah. Because like, they're not like sort of subordinate and right. master. It's like one-on-one... We're on the same level. We I both got your destroy. Back. Right. But they also are like have the healthy sort of hate each other, like, oh, the force is with you and whatever. Like, that's a bunch oh, yeah, of baloney. The force back in my day. We didn't have a force. Back, <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> we just got stuff done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was sort of an irrelevant point. It's a problem for me with the, uh, with the fans, not the people. Although there is, going back in time, a long time, there is an Alfred Hitchcock movie called Rope that is based on a book about a bunch of gay people and this murder mystery that happens in the midst of them all uh, being gay somehow. I've not read the book, so I did, that's a terrible description of it. Mm-hmm. But they actually took it out in the screenplay and took out all that tension, which made the writer so mad because he was like, well, then the movie has no tension behind it. I was like, well, I think it was better for it. But that's his opinion and mine mm-hmm. second conspiracy and only other one that i could come up with because i mean it's too it's a bad week for conspiracy theories because i mean the first one is just the fans it's not even the movie and the second a select one select few of fans because i don't like yeah a couple fans not even all of them just a couple mm-hmm. and jj abrams had something to say about it which was kind of annoying but well he didn't well he did well he didn't confirm nor deny but he had this face that was like it's definitely yeah that's what it's all about I was like what right. what is that face man You saw the interview? I did. It was hilarious. Okay. I didn't um, see the interview. Okay. Yeah, you should watch it on VidAngel cuz I don't know. <laughs> it may be cut out on VidAngel. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you haven't seen it. Um but my other conspiracy theory is there's a lot of Asians in this movie. I love Asians. I know that you do. Asians? I don't. Okay. But my conspiracy theory moment does, because maybe China owns these movies now. Maybe it's that influence or, that's bringing Asians to the screen. Or or maybe it's just we're finally getting some variety. Danny like, Yen! I love him! Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, it's about time. And that we... we are making movies for the rest of the world now. It's not just an American movie. Right. Everyone else is going to watch it. You got to make it more multicultural. Right. I I love that aspect that there's, like... A varied cast and I'm not like oh yeah black lives and all but it's just like it's good to see like natural diversity without it's propaganda yeah, it's not yeah it's not propaganda sort of diversity it's like hey look we're in a universe very people travel very wide universe. there is like alien diversity too it's like hmm, there's people from other places cool yeah. and karate so what do you think about Darth Vader this is the first time I've actually been scared of Darth Vader. That's funny, because this is the first time that I was like, why did they kill the scare? Which is hilarious. The scare? Elaborate. Yeah. To me, they go, be sure not to choke on your aspirations. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> he could have just let him sit there and choke. And then it would have been like, oh, don't mess with the Vader. Like in episode four. 
yeah, that's I was expecting the like scary Vader. He's choking everybody out, never even looks at him. Like he's so high and mighty and powerful that no one can even touch him. Yeah, I I kind of like that he's he says that line because in episode 4 he has to show force literally by using the force in front of a crowd. <laughs> but he's oh like, he doesn't have to say that line, choke your aspirations in front of a crowd because everyone's just like, oh, snap, he's going to use the force on anybody. Yeah. And all so you hear like... is his... But like in a one-on-one dialogue, he can totally use that line of like, don't choke on your aspirations. Which I love what you said earlier. It's like, it's he didn't say that because it's just one-on-one it's because he's like still a villain in training yeah and he hasn't he's been still beat Anakin. down enough it's like no like you can imagine the emperor like on the, like in his in-ear intercom like no you no stop talking it's scarier oh when you're not goodness. talking give into your anger not give, into your jokes <laughs> give into your anger not your bad jokes you idiot <laughs> so it's like oh my he's still in training i suppose because it's not actually the fourth movie yet right but that hallway scene though which hallway scene? The final scene. Oh, yeah, the final scene that's like a replica of the first one. First one? I mean, the the original. There's a hallway scene in the in the original? Yeah, where Darth Vader comes strolling in and, you know, gets Leia. Oh, I was going to say, wait, really? Where have he you not lightsabers people? Yeah, I have seen the movies. You're where... like on this show as the nerd. like. But he has it, He doesn't use a lightsaber in those scenes. Oh, no, he doesn't. That's what I was talking about, it's the lightsaber. Like where he uses... Elaborated replica, sort of. But I like how no, I was talking about like the where he slices people in half. Oh yeah, that's violent. Yeah, I love that. That's where that's why I felt scared because all you hear in that scene is like it's immediately dark, and then all you hear is. Oh yeah, that's and immediately intense. you know you're screwed as that person. Like, like you oh, see the rebels done. and you're like it's done. going down, and like he's you see the lightsaber come out, and then. You see, like, all hope is lost because they're shooting and he just blocks he's all just, of them. I know. He's just effortlessly, like, one-handed swinging. Dead. It's scary, man. Like, it's just, ah. Uh. It is, actually. Which brings me to my interesting point with this movie is my little brother comes out of the theater with me and goes, Oh, my gosh, that was so needlessly violent. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, all movies are violent. He's like, that's what I'm saying. It, like, makes me tense up. And he was like... He wasn't scared. He was just like tense and like his shoulders were tense the whole movie. And he's like gritting his teeth and biting all his nails off. Oh, wow. He's like, wow, this is so violent and like stressful. He finished the movie and was like, this is just a stressful movie to watch. Why did you take me to see this? Wow. It's like, I thought you liked Star Wars. He's like, I do. But Star Wars is like still a kid's movie in some capacity. I'm like, well, I guess I'm so desensitized to violence that. You it didn't. didn't. It really did not bother me at all, but I do watch the Expendables on the regular, so yeah, I would. Which is why I probably should have saved it for uh, VidAngel and let him watch it on there. And Rest we in peace, VidAngel as uh, well. No, if you haven't heard about that, our only sponsorship opportunity, because they weren't actually sponsors, is being murdered <laughs> by Hollywood it's because being... they're suing them for like unexplainable reasons. Go watch the video. There's a video. There's several videos on why they're being sued, why it's legal for them to continue being VidAngel, but they're still being sued for it. So I guess you could say there's a rebellion. There is. And VidAngel is... The VidAngel is the, fighting the, the, empire. They, the empire. They are the rebels, them. for sure. Oh, man. There you go. There's our sponsorship from... Yeah, uh, there goes our sponsorship. Dang it. Uh, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully they'll come back from it. Yeah. 
But <laughs> back, hopefully, back to the movie. So, how do you feel about computer-generated graphical people? For oh, so like General Tarkin De- and General Carrie Tarkin Fisher, and dead Carrie Fisher. Rest in peace. Ah, oh. uh, so the first time I saw General Tarkin, and I was like, okay, I, I mean, like you know, he's dead. Peter Cushing's dead. I didn't know he was dead because I'm not that in the know. Oh. I well. didn't, you told me that you're the one that texted me and said, oh, by the way, Carrie Fisher's dead. And I was like, no. Yeah, your reaction. Never mind. We won't go into the reaction. You're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. is, she, is that her? <laughs> okay. I've seen literally one movie ever with her in it. Yeah. So I'm not that disappointed. Yeah. And you're like, well, not that's like Robin Williams. World. I love Robin Williams. I was upset when he died. Mm. But like Tarkin, I'm like, who? Right, so I I liked, okay, well, at first I was like, oh, this is, it's bearable. Like, you know he's dead, so he's just like, okay, they're they're doing what they can with what they've been given. But I think you had had some issues with it. I did. So they roll up on that first scene, General Tarkin facing the window in the reflection. I was like, oh, I thought he had died already. I didn't, I didn't know. So I was like, well, I guess he's still there how is he he's so old though like when, what so it was like sort of boggling and then he turns around and i go wait a minute he looks so funny did they do that cg uh robert downey jr thing from captain america civil war on his face to like make him look younger because he's like 150 right now and then <laughs> i realized been. oh wait a minute it's not a cg version of a real person it's just a totally cg'd person no, they got an actor to stand in for him, put the ping pong balls on his face. Oh, no, I mean, like, um, not like there's a real Robert Downey Jr. and they just altered his face. Oh, they just cgi They actually completely computer rendered an entirely new Tarkin yeah. on top of a dude. Yeah. Who was face tracking and whatever. Yeah. That was so annoying. When he turned around, I went from, for the, maybe from it's the... CG because I don't think he's alive right now. That to, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he's CG. Oh. Like, they could have done so many things to hide it, like put him in a hologram, put him on the radio, just have him stand with his back to the audience, because then you would have never noticed. Right. And then they're like, okay, one scene CG, not a problem. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to make a movie work. Right. And then they that bring him back. Scene. Then yeah. they bring him back again. I, I noticed by the second scene, I was like, okay. And you're like, oh, Ooh. it's yeah. like showing a magic trick. It's like, hey guys. I hid this card. Oh, is this your card? Yes, it is. And then show it three more times, and everyone goes, I, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You did that thing with your hand, and there's the card. Okay, that's not as nearly as impressive. Right. If they had had him face the wall, I would have been so happy. Just face, like, do the Darth Vader that I wanted them to do, where the less is more. Yeah. You hide it to hide what you know your mistakes are going to be. Right. You work around it, make it happen. So, do you think that who had the better CGI, Carrie Fisher or General Tarkin? Definitely Carrie Fisher, because it, it, I didn't, I thought it was her. I thought it was Carrie Fisher wearing way too much makeup and looking very young again. Right. And then like her eyes looked kind of funny, and I was like, wait a minute, maybe she's CG too. And until I found out for sure that she was, I was sort of still on the fence. But Tarkin, it was like, yep, he's CG, all right. You know what's weird, though? What? I noticed it more with Carrie Fisher than General Tarkin. That is so funny. Like, I immediately, like, was taken out of the film when I saw the CG on Carrie Fisher. Well, that's a good place to be taken out of the film at the end. Right. Whereas I was out of the film half the time because Tarkin keeps showing up. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Okay, the AT-ATs, yeah, they're CG. The buildings are CG. The bombs are CG. 
everything is CG in this movie. Yeah. But then Tarkin comes in and you go. He's up in your face. And it's in your face and you realize it. The rest of the movie, they pull it off so well because they hide it with like camera blur or just super wide shots or whatever. Quick scenes here and there. Quick scenes, yeah, cutting. They hide everything so well. And then they go, oh, we're going to do this extreme close-up on this not-quite-done rendering Tarkin that could have been hidden so many ways. Right. If they didn't, I I guess they could have pulled it off without as many close-ups. He could have only been shot from the back. Then you would almost no one... Almost no one would know that he's CG if it was from the back. I wouldn't have known. Right. And then everything else he's on is either on a hologram or a radio. Or like a voiceover, maybe. Voiceovers probably could have worked better because he's like, or in the intercoms, like you were saying. Yeah. Because that, that does work better. And then you wouldn't notice at all and it would have been so much better. But they didn't do that because it was that dude who directed Godzilla and he loves CG. He does. But we <laughs> must move on. We must. So what do we got on the paper? Uh, So let's... We have going... Uh, so, overall awards before we go oh, into the final your awards. Line. Oh, dear. So, in my opinion, I think this is the best movie of the year, 2016. Ooh. Uh, I think it was one that I had the most fun with, I, I should know. say. I would, I would maybe agree with that. I don't know. Like, it was... Yeah, I, I could. I got taken away in the world, and it was... I just had fun with the characters. I had fun with all the characters, even though Forrest Whitaker did take me out. I loved all of them. I wish we could see another one. Oh, man. Like I do want to see one, another one. Like two point five. Like Rogue point five. Rogue one and a half. Rogue half. <laughs> Rogue half one. Because but, yeah, that would. Be, I mean, do like a uh, some side mission that they're doing during episode three or something. Then again, they didn't know. They wouldn't have known each other during that time. Oh. But oh, blast. yeah, overall, I I love this. This is the best prequel. I yeah. think. Like if you think about it, The Hobbit. Star Wars prequels. It's the best uh, Star Wars prequel. Yeah. Uh, Alien franchise. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, I think this is overall the best prequel. Okay. Overall best Star Wars prequel. In my opinion, and granted it is my opinion, I think it's the best Star Wars movie. You're allowed to have time. that opinion in, unless it conflicts with mine and then you can't. I think it's the best <laughs> Star Wars movie of all time because... Oh my... It's the first Star Wars movie where I caught the Star Wars bug. The world, the oh. magic of Star Wars, like, came alive. And it, granted. Of the CG. Hey. <laughs> uh, but I, I loved the, it, it didn't even have a lot of uh, lightsaber battles, I should say. It did not. It did not, but it had, it had heart. It had gusto. It had all the fun stuff that everyone kind of fell in love with, with the original Star Wars yep. trilogy. Like, I could see why. Like, I watched the original trilogy, and for me, the effects kind of took me out of it, and the prequels just wasn't all that great. But this is the first movie where I watched, and I was like, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever seen, granted, in 2016. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to skip my conspiracy theory moment, because other than two minor things, there was almost not... I mean, maybe I missed it, but I didn't notice anything was slipped in to, like, subliminally make me think something. Right. Uh, so that's fine. Speaking of fine... Line? The fine line. Bringing it back. <laughs> the, so the fine line, to me, you sh- I mean, coming back to the intro, you should watch this movie. I mean, it's so clean. That's why I love it. There's not really anything sexual about it, which is, like, the only reason that I watch VidAngel, not sponsored by, but... Hopefully they come back. 
I love the Jedi's. Return yeah. of the Jedi. We're, I, I we're back, the, baby. Except we're back. <laughs> and this time. I love Star Wars, and this was a very Star Wars movie for me. I am not bothered by the violence, and although watching trauma is a real issue to your brain, it's kind of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do just actually avoid violence, uh, in addition to like sexual themes in movies, which I just more avoid that, and I'm, I love violence. I mean, I don't love doing violence, but I enjoy watching it, because it's like karate, and de- oh, that was... Danny, Danny Yen? Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. That's, that's part of why I love this movie, because he's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your side of the fine line. Yeah, I love the questions that it was posing, and I think it went well with uh, the Michael Giacchino score. Oh, which, yeah. Which was, uh, what does it mean to hope, and what is hope? What is hope? Other than Re- rebellions, are, rebellions built are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Oh, which was, you know what, it's fine. It works in the movie, and which is why I love it. But uh, it is, that that is a question. Like, what does it mean to hope? And what does it mean to 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 believe in something when all hope is lost? You know, there's no Jedi. Yeah. There's no force that can really save you. It's just you against the world. And what what is your saving grace? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I also love the fact that it's talking about legacies and a shout out to, uh, like a shout out to veterans as well, being like honoring their sacrifices. Oh, that, yeah. they, that they that they do. It um, was yeah, it was sort of a, a, a D Day storm the beach kind of a feel. Yeah, it's like well, everyone's gonna die, but we will win, so it's worth it, I guess. I guess if you think about it, it's like a Saving Private Ryan, but a Star Wars version. Oh man, somebody should like put a filter on that and make it all like wishy like. The opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, and then it would be yeah. hilariously similar. Where they storm the beaches. Yeah. I mean, I further think that you should watch it because I just the way I feel about it is it's not a George Lucas movie. It doesn't feel like George Lucas made it, but it does feel like a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. which is why it's amazing. And it does have themes of like hope and courage and why, like questioning why you're doing things. Right. Because um, the, the, uh, I forget the name of the the robot. That's hilarious. K two S O. Yes. Yeah, he's hilarious, and he sort of says what everyone's thinking. Right. And sort of like, in his calloused way, just questions things. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, he did have his gun with him as he was going along, and she's like, ah, he's gonna kill my father, and then goes out there, and everybody's got to decide what they're gonna do in the moment with their, what what they've been given. Right. So it's. It is really good about hope and faith. And, I mean, if you equate the force to faith, everyone just is sort of relying on this invisible force that right. they, they're like, I don't know if this works. I'm going to try it. I'm one, I'm one with the force and the force is one with... Well, I forgot the line. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there it is. Yeah, but it's like, as Christians, you know, we don't have to lose hope when things don't go our way or it seems as if the world is like out against us you know because we have jesus with us and he help us he helps us overcome the world and they definitely were living by faith in the force because they're going i mean donnie yen he just starts walking out like the cricket lady in milan boss he just starts hiking he's like i'm one with the force and the force is with me and he makes it so his faith paid off yeah even though he died he made it he made the the signal thing happen yeah 
It's like, oh, signal's up, and we're good. So we're coming to a close, and yep. uh, the final question that we want to leave you guys with is, what are some promises that God is asking you to hold on to that currently looks like going through a suicide situation, but he's asking you to remember and not forget? Good question. And thanks for sitting through this extra long edition of The Fine Line. For feedback, we definitely love to hear from you at yes. the Fine Line Podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So tune yeah. in in two weeks, and we'll talk about another movie. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, guys. Happy Whoops. New Year. And Merry First, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. That Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, everybody. Really, if we hadn't recorded the last episode a month before Christmas, we would have said that. Oh, we should have preemptively said that because it came out like the 28th. Yeah. So technically that was like the Christmas episode. Man, we got to plan these holidays ahead. Yeah. Hashtag two week <laughs> scheduling. Hashtag holidays. Hashtag the holidays. We should look at the calendar before we make these. Anywho, thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next time. I'm Cephas. I'm Cletus. We Bye. out.